awesome. Praise the Lord. Give the choir a God bless you and our team. That was amazing. Amen. I thought John was wanting me to dance with him for a minute. Man, I'm excited about the overflow. Who's claiming overflow the rest of this year? You remember what we learned last Sunday? The river of God has plenty of water. Make a little noise if you believe the river of God has plenty of water. I've decided that I don't want to just limp into 2018, but I want to walk into 2018 in the overflow. The Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to teach on overflow. And who's claiming the overflow right along with pastor? I'm claiming it. I want you to go to Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah chapter 1. If you can't find it in your Bibles, you can follow along on the screen. So glad to have my live streamers with us. Zechariah is one of those texts that's hard to find. You know, you got to search for it. It's kind of like Obadiah. You, and, and you ever been in church and you had to fake it? You got your Bible and you had to fake it? The pastor calls out somewhere like Malachi and you're over in Philippians, but you pull your Bible up close and act like you got it anyway. Don't say you've never done that. You know you have. But we're going to teach from Zechariah today. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. I want to begin at the 16th verse. It says, therefore, this is what the Lord says. Maybe we should pay attention because this is what the Lord says. He said, I will return to Jerusalem with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt, and the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. Proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow, come on, overflow with prosperity. You know, Ormond's a town. Daytona's a town. Palm Coast is a town. Flagler Beach is a town. I know what you're listening to is he gonna name my town. Port Orange is a town. Holly Hill is a town. Wherever you live, it's your town. How many of you can declare that my town is gonna overflow with prosperity? How about since you're in it, why don't you overflow with the blessings of the Lord? My town will overflow with prosperity and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. And then just follow along in Zechariah 9:12. It said, return to the stronghold, a place of protection, you prisoners of hope, for even today, I declare, I, I will restore double to you. Look at your neighbor and say, double to you. Oh, my goodness. I got about three people in the room that got it. Look at your neighbor and say, double to you. Somebody shout if you're willing to receive double from the Lord. And then he said, I have, bent my, I have bent Judah my boat. Judah means praise. And he said, I have fitted the boat with Ephraim. See, you need to look behind the scenes in the Word because Ephraim actually means a double portion. He said, so if I can find people that will bend their bow of praise, he said, I will, I will fit them with a double portion. See, see, if you want a double portion of God's power, of his provision in your life, you ought to fit your bow with a double portion of praise. Tell your neighbor it's time for twice as much praise. That, that's where I'm going to teach from. They say twice as much praise. How many of you would like for God to do twice as much for you as he's already done? Who would be willing to bring him twice as much praise? Come on. Oh, I, I got about half of you there. I said, who would be willing to bring him twice as much praise? Slip up your hands in this 
in this double season, I want you to praise him and worship him at another level. So God, teach us your word, encourage us and strengthen us. Let us know that you are the God of the overflow. You're more than enough. Give the Lord the ovation of the day. Come on. Before you sit down, push your neighbor and say twice as much praise. Twice as much praise. If you thought I was rowdy before, just wait a minute. I'm going to bring him twice as much praise. Listen, if God promises an overflow season, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to claim it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm not going to try to qualify for it. But if God says it's time for overflow, I want to get in the overflow. How many of you want to get in the overflow of God? That's, that's where I want to live. And so we're going to be teaching today on, on the overflow, coming from the thought twice as much praise. I, I love to study and read the book of Zechariah. Now, Zechariah, if you're a little bit of a, of a kind of person that loves to study the Bible, you'll find out that he is a minor prophet. Now, he's not a minor prophet because what he had to say was minor. He's known as a minor prophet because he didn't write as much as, say, Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel. And these prophets that wrote less, they're called minor prophets because the length of, the, the length of their books was actually less than the major prophets. But Zechariah was the most messianic of all of the minor prophets. He prophesied the most about the coming and manifestation of Jesus. And this was 500 years before Jesus appeared on planet Earth, and Isaiah is talking about him. And as I said, I love to read and study this powerful book because if you know what's going on behind the scenes here, God has supernaturally delivered the Jews from captivity in Babylon when Isaiah is writing this text. And think of it, they've been set free after 70 years in captivity. They didn't have anybody that could have fought them out. They didn't have an army marshal they could have fought their own way out. They had no political connection. But God sovereignly and supernaturally went into their bondage and actually used the Persians to set them free. And it's amazing to me because the Persians should have never been the ones to have set the Jews free, but God will use whoever he wants to use to get your blessing to you. That's why you gotta be nice to everybody because you never know who's able to get to you what you need, glory to God. So God supernaturally and sovereignly sets them free. They should have never been able to be set free, but God plucked them right out of their mess and brought them right into a miracle. Now, you can sit here today and look straight ahead and act like that's not some of you and me too. The truth is, we ought to be in bondage. We ought to be in a mess. We couldn't free ourselves or deliver ourselves. But didn't God reach right in our trouble and bring us out of our trouble? Didn't God reach right in our problem and bring us right out of our problem? I wonder if there's anybody here who remembers where God brought you from. Come on, I said, I wonder if there's anybody here in the room today, you remember where God has brought you from. In the midst of great trial, God came through. And I want to tell you something, precious. If God came through for the Jews in Babylon, he'll come through for you in Daytona Beach. If he came through for the Jews in Babylon, he'll come through for you. Now, here they are. 55,000 of them or so, 50 to 55,000 have been set free. There's a remnant that's been set free from Babylon. 
And if you look at Babylon and you define the word Babylon, Babylon actually means confusion. The word Babylon means confusion. Just on a side note, Babylon is actually modern-day Iraq. Isn't that something? It was a confused region then, and how many of you know it's a confused region now? But God reached into the confusion and set them free. Honestly, when God uh, set this remnant free, it was totally mind-blowing because it looked like they were there to stay. They had been living in a state of confusion, watch this, for 70 years, but God delivered them. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a season where you felt like, man, I'm living in confusion, I'm living in bondage? Don't get religious on me today now. I said, I said, can I talk to real people? Have you, I'm talking about since you've been saved. I'm talking about since you've been chosen. Have you had seasons where you felt like, man, this ain't what I was thinking it was going to be. I'm in a tough season. I'm in a season of confusion. Somebody on your row is there this morning. They don't, wanna, they don't want you to know it, but somebody around you is struggling this morning. Even though they look like they got it going on, they're dealing with confusion. Their outfit's put together, but their world is falling apart. Can I get a witness? That their hair looks good, but their world is falling apart. Their, 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 their weave is attached, but their world is falling apart. Can I talk to real people in the house? Have you ever had times since you've been saved where you said, Lord, I know you're my God, I know you're my source, but I don't understand the season that I'm in. They were in a place of confusion and, and, and Zechariah begins to prophesy to them. He begins to speak to them and, and they're in this brutal situation. They've been enslaved and, and so it makes the scripture in Zechariah 6.10 even more profound because Zechariah 6.10 says these words, take, take the gifts of Heldai, Tobijai, and Jediah who have returned from Babylon. The one translation said, take the gifts of all those who have returned from Babylon. Now, now that just awakens something in me because here these Jews are and they're coming out of bondage, but they're coming out of bondage with gifts. They're coming out of bondage with gold and silver. They're coming out of bondage blessed. How in the world do you come out of Babylonian enslavement and bondage? You come out of it, you walk out of it bearing gifts. You walk out of it blessed. And the truth is, God just didn't deliver them any old kind of a way. He didn't deliver them and they came out defeated. He didn't deliver them and they came out cast down. He didn't deliver them and they were downtrodden. But when he delivered them, they came out of bondage blessed. They came out of a difficult season blessed. They came out of confusion blessed. They came out of trouble blessed. Can I speak a word over somebody today? In this season of overflow, we're not just gonna come out of bondage and confusion, we're gonna come out blessed. 
Some of you are not just going to step out of a season where you've struggled, where, and you're going to step out just barely making it, just barely surviving, just barely getting by, just putting one foot in front of the other, trying to make it through the next season of your life. You're not going to come out that way, but God is going to deliver you with gifts. God's going to deliver you blessed. Hallelujah. He's going to deliver you with the gifts of the Spirit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He's going to deliver you with provision, with power, with breakthrough, with anointing. You're not going to come out of your mess defeated. You're not going to come out of your mess given up. You're not going to come out of your mess depressed. You're not going to come out of your mess beat down, but you're going to come out of your mess blessed in the name of Jesus. I said somebody's coming into a new season and you're coming out of an old season and it's been one thing, but your next season is going to be a blessed season. I dare somebody who wants to come out blessed, give the Lord a praise right now. Oh, I'm coming out of the confusion, but I'm going to be blessed. I'm coming out of bondage, but I'm going to be blessed. Listen, I've had some issues, but I'm going to be blessed. They're, they're in Babylon. What does Babylon mean? It means confusion. If you take the word confusion and you divide it into two parts, there's a prefix there, con, and con means without, and fusion means coming together. In other words, they were in a season when nothing was coming together. They were without fusion. Have you ever had times, oh Lord Jesus, where you felt like nothing was coming together? Your family situation wasn't coming together. Where y'all at? Your money wasn't coming together. Your job wasn't coming together. What you were trusting God for wasn't coming together. Your new season wasn't coming together. But when God called them out of confusion, he brought things that were coming together to come together. He calls things that were falling apart to come together. Some of y'all think you've been in a season where things are falling apart, but God said they're actually going to fall together. Hallelujah. Mm. You think it's been coming apart, but it's about time for it to come together. I dare somebody right now, you've been living without fusion. You've been living in a season where things haven't been coming together. But the Lord brought me here not to just preach. He brought me here to prophesy to declare that some of you are going to step in a season where deals are going to come together. Home opportunities are going to come together. Family situations are going to come together. Your children and their relationship with God is going to come together. Their marriages are going to come together. Come on. Financial situations are going to come together. Relationships are going to come together. You've been in confusion. You've been without fusion. You've been where things are not coming together. But is it just me? Is there anybody saying now, in this next season, in the next night, 90 days going into 2018, there's some stuff coming together in my life. Give God a shout for what's coming together in your life. God will reach right down in the confusion and cause things to come together. Now, I love the next text from Zechariah 6.12. Because then speak to him saying, this is what the Lord says, the Lord of hosts says, behold, a man whose name is the branch, the branch, from his place he shall branch out. Now, we know this is a messianic prophecy of the Lord Jesus. We know that this is a preview of the Lord and his work that would branch out in salvation throughout the whole world. But watch this. The Lord said, I want you to claim this in your church. I want you to claim this for people in your church, that it's time to branch out. 
This is not the time for limited thinking. This is not the time to think small. This is not the time for you to think, man, I'm just gonna make it, I'm just gonna get by. But the Lord said the last quarter of 2017, as we rush into 2018, this is the time for you to branch out. This is the time for you to believe big. This is the time for you to believe for the new job, the raise, the bonus. This is the time for you to believe for your children to be saved. This is the time for you to believe for healing in your body. This is the time for you to branch out. Glory to God. The enemy wants to keep you contained, but you cannot be contained because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is your season to branch out. Tell your neighbor, this is your season to branch out. Oh, glory to God. Don't make me come down there. This is not the time to be limited. This is not the time to be contained. This is not the time to be chained up. This is not the time to be shackled. God has set you free from too much. You've come out of confusion. You've come out of sin. You've come out of bondage. You've come out of your past. This is the time to... Is there anybody ready to branch out with me into the next season of victory? Somebody make a little noise if you're ready to branch out. I'm trying to teach this thing, but I feel it in my spirit. I said, who's ready to branch out in the house? You wanna branch out? God didn't deliver you to leave you like you are. He didn't bring the people out of Babylon to leave them like they were. He had an assignment over their life. Now hear me, bless the Lord. We're not just coming out, we're coming out blessed. And as we come out, we're gonna branch out. Glory to God. So here's what I declare. In this season of overflow, we will not just maintain, but we will branch out into the favor of God. Who's gonna branch out with me into the favor of God? Let me hear from you. Now, it's amazing to me because these people had spent 70 years in captivity. Somebody say 70 years. That's a long time. Many of them had been born in captivity, born in bondage. In fact, if you define Zerubbabel's name, it means born in Babylon, born in a mess. See, see, the truth is some of us feel like we were born in a mess. We came up in a mess. But see, the Lord had a plan for you. Listen, well, what is in you and your destiny and your purpose is greater than what you've been through. Listen, listen, how you were made is more important than how you were raised. Can I say, oh, that's, that's enough to make you wanna throw your shoe at your neighbor. I said, how you were made is more important than how you were raised. Because God made you to be a one who branches out. God made you to be free, so he calls them out of bondage. And who prophesies? None other than the man named Zechariah. Zechariah prophesies to these people who were coming out of bondage and to those who have just leaving enslavement. And you know what Zechariah's name means? Zechariah's name means the Lord remembers. The Lord remembers. So here this dude is. Is, he rises up and starts telling the people that they're about to rebuild the temple, that they're about to see restoration in the land, that great things are about to come. And they're asking each other, who's saying that? Who's talking like that? Who's speaking all that life over us? And they said, his name is the Lord remembers. The Lord, 
the Lord remembers. The Lord remembers. See, I feel like I'm somebody, Zechariah up here and I want to tell you today in this season of overflow we're going to be reminded that the Lord remembers see the Lord remembers you tell your neighbor he remembers you yeah yeah he remembers every promise he remembers everything he said about you he remembers every purpose in your life he remembers you he remembered the people in in Babylon and he remembers you they were in confusion they were in a time when things were not coming together confusion without fusion but the Lord remembered them. See, when your friends forget you, the Lord will remember you. When folks you thought who would always be there for you forget you, the Lord will remember you. When church folk act like they don't know you, the Lord will remember you. When your own family doesn't even believe in you, the Lord will remember you. When folk look at you like you're crazy because you're ready to branch out, the Lord says, I remember that I brought you out to bring you in hallelujah the Lord will remember you yeah. somebody who's glad the Lord remembers give him praise right now mm. He remembers every promise he made about your family. He remembers every promise he made about your son about your daughter he remembers everything he ever said now can I go a little deeper Sissy hear me now remembers push your neighbor and say remember 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 see in this season of overflow we will be reminded that the Lord remembers but but look at the word remember huh? the word re means to do again re and member it's two words re and member re member in this season of overflow get ready for God to remember you all the members, the things you've been putting, you've been trusting God for, he's gonna put it together. Like members of your body or members of your family, God will remember. He will remember the past you thought was torn apart, the ministry thought you thought you could not have, the things you thought you could not do. This is the season that God will remember. The things you thought your bondage stole from you, God said, I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember my plan. I'm gonna remember my promise. I'm gonna remember remember I'm gonna put it all back together again I'm gonna remember it I don't know who I'm talking to today but the enemy has tried to tell you that the end that I've taken too much from you I've torn too much apart but God brought me here I said again not just to preach but to prophesy he's getting ready to put some things back together that you thought were torn apart. How many of you ready for him to remember your family? Remember your financial situation. Remember his purpose in your life. Make a little noise if you're ready for God to remember some things. See, everybody hadn't lived as long as we have. When you've lived as long as we have, you've dealt with disappointment. When you've lived as long as we have, you've dealt with disillusionment. And you watch things get torn apart. And you think that that's over. But the devil is a liar. I'm like a Zachariah. The Lord remembers. The Lord's about to remember somebody's children. The Lord's about to remember somebody's family. Somebody give him praise if you're ready for him to remember. Hallelujah. Remember my purpose. Remember my destiny. Remember my future. Remember my, uh, remember my man. Come on, ladies. Remember my woman. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm trusting you for, God. Bring it in. Now, it's so powerful 
Because in this season of overflow, you need to know that God's gonna remember. But here's the deal. Some of you got things you're, you're trusting God for and you don't even know how it's gonna happen. Where, 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 where you at today? How many of you got some things you're trusting God for and you don't even have a clue how it's gonna happen? Wave at me. I don't know how my children are gonna get saved. I don't know how I'm gonna get a job. I don't know how I'm gonna get a house. I don't know how I'm gonna start a business. Come on, somebody. But, but here's what you gotta know. In this season of overflow, you gotta lay hold to the word of the Lord concerning your life. You gotta lay hold to what the Lord says. So Zechariah is ministering to a guy named Zerubbabel and both of them are struggling because this remnant has been set free to put the temple back together again and to restore worship because Babylon 70 years later had earlier had destroyed the temple. So here they are trying to figure out how we gonna get this done. And the Lord spoke through Zechariah and he speaks to Zerubbabel and Zechariah said, so he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. How are we gonna do it? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. Oh, Jesus. Some of you don't know how it's gonna happen. You don't know how you're gonna to get to the next level, how you're gonna step into a new season, how you're gonna see a breakthrough. You don't have the money, you're not smart enough, you don't have the degree, you don't have the connections, you don't have everything you need. How am I gonna do it, Pastor? How will I see my children saved? How will I start the business? How will I step into a new season? How will I get the degree? How will I actually own a home? I lost my home and my credit is shot. Where are y'all at? How am I gonna see restoration in my life? How am I gonna see my family put back together again? How am I gonna get a degree? How am I gonna become a physician? How am I gonna become a lawyer? How am I gonna see my children saved? Here's what you gotta know. This is the word of the Lord for you. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Mm. Oh, come on. See, Zechariah gave Zerubbabel a word from heaven, and you gotta get a word from God concerning your life. God had called these people to do something great, and they needed to get a word from heaven. It's time, it's time for you to stop looking for a word and from affirmation from every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's around you. Stop asking people who ain't never done what God has called you to do, how to do it, because they're not capable of giving you advice in way. It is time for you to stop getting everybody else's opinion. It is time for you to stop asking, why do you think? Why do you think you need to say, God, if you told me to do it, let me get a word from you. Yay, barely, and let me walk in it. I need somebody to give God a praise. Isn't it something how the dumbest people give the most advice? Where y'all at? Wave at me if I'm telling the truth. You got people telling you how to get a man and they ain't even got a man. 
They're telling you how to, how to stay married and they've been married seven times. Don't listen to them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They're trying to tell you how to control your money and they can't even keep a checking account open. Where they can't even keep their lights on. I wish I could talk to real people in here. You need to say, I'm not looking for your advice. I have heard the word of the Lord and I claim it for my life. I don't know, man, maybe I'm setting somebody free. There's a rubble that says, I don't even know how we're going to do this. How can we do it? This is what the Lord says. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Let's really look at that. Come on now. Not by might. That, 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 that is a phrase there in the Hebrew. It means by one's own strength, by one's own ability, by one's own efficiency, by one's own force. Uh, Zacharias said, listen, the Lord would say to you that what you're about to do is not going to be because of your ability and skill. You're not going to gain your victory because of your own strength. You want to accomplish this because of your own sufficiency. See, we want to be self-sufficient, but only God is all-sufficient. Where y'all at? The, 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 the prophet said, this is not going to be because of your strength, your ability, your force, or your efficiency. It's not going to happen because you can't do this alone. Tell your neighbor, you can't do this alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some things you are trusting God for. You can't do this alone. See, I don't want to do just the things I can do alone, but I want to do some things that will require me to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. See, you can't do this alone. It won't be you, not by might. Watch this, nor by power. Now, power means human strength, the strength of animals, crops, financial resources, or personal possessions. He said, it won't be your money that makes it happen this time. It won't be your ability. It won't be your possessions. It won't be your education. It won't be your degrees. Come on, somebody. It won't be what you possess and what you're able to manufacture. It won't be you. It won't be what you hold in your hands. It won't be human strength or financial resources or personal possessions. But it goes a little deeper than that because the Hebrew word here for power was also used to describe a little unclean lizard, <laughs> a little lizard that nobody would touch. If a Jew touched that lizard, then they were considered unclean. And so I saw the picture right away when I was studying this. The picture is powerful because the Lord is saying here, you want to accomplish this because of what you have. You want to accomplish this because of your possessions. But here's the deal. You won't even accomplish it because of who you are. You won't accomplish it because you are clean enough or good enough or righteous enough or holy enough or worthy enough. You're just a little unclean lizard. Where are y'all at? Push your name and say, you little lizard, you. Come on, don't be religious on me. You shouldn't even be saved this morning, but he redeemed you and he set you free. Your past should disqualify you. The things you've done and I've done should have kept us out. Are there any lizards in the house that have been redeemed and you know you're only here by the goodness of the Lord? I wish I could talk to real people. God said this next season, you're not going to be worthy enough to have it. You're not going to be strong enough to have it. It's not by might or by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. What does the word, the words by my spirit mean? It's a, it's a Hebrew phrase that means God's supernatural breath and wind. It is a prophetic utterance. 
It is something that God has spoken over your life. And if God has spoken it, he's going to bring it to pass. God has said it over you. I dare somebody right now. See, there's things God's spoken over you that you don't even realize he's spoken over you. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and give you an expected end. Come on now. There are things God has spoken over you that you don't even know about, that it's going to come to pass. I dare you to give God praise for all the good things that are coming your way in the next season that have been spoken over you. See, some of y'all are like, I don't know, man. I don't know, no. We so often borrow pain from our future. We so often borrow problems from our future, and we sit around and worry about things that never happen. So here's what I'm telling you. Don't borrow pain from your future. Why don't you borrow some praise for your future, from your future? Because God has spoken some things over your life. Now watch. It, it means this. It means this. Bring that word back up for me. The, the word, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's a prophetic thing. But then, watch this. It's, 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 it's a prophetic utterance. It is God's supernatural breath and wind. In other words, it's an endowment of power and gifts. God said, I will breathe into your situation. He said, what you thought was dead, I'll bring it back to life. What you thought was over, I'll bring it back to life. So you say, Pastor, how's it going to happen? Not by might, not by your strength, not by power, not because you're worthy enough. Come on, we all lizards in the house. Not because you're worthy enough, not because we don't have a past, we do. Not by might or by power. It's not going to be because of our, what we possess. We'll never have enough money for it or enough gifted for it. But by my spirit, God said, I'll breathe into it. I'll bless it. I'll anoint it. And I'll cause it to prosper. I dare somebody to give God a praise if you're claiming that season. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can just sit there but I'm about to have supernatural power manifest in this quarter. And I'm gonna give him praise. Give God some praise right now. Give God some praise. Come on, say breathe on me, God. Come on. My goodness, this man just threw money up here. He, ju he just threw an offering up here. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Do we got any money? Do you got any cash? You know what, I have never seen anybody do that in my life and that just really looked fun. Do you have any cash? Come on woman, thou art loose, hallelujah. If it will hurry, don't I? They got me on the, oh, you, I, you, well I'll take whatever I can get. This man just walked up here and he kissed it like he was playing baseball, and he went, and he threw it. How many of you can say in the name of the Lord, I am claiming my next season? Listen, don't get uncomfortable. People slowing the word all the time around here. I said, who's claiming the next season? Not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've been in confusion long enough. Things haven't come together long enough. I am ready for a new season in my life. 
Not by might or by power, but by my spirit. How are we going to do it? By the spirit of the Lord. Here's the process. Here's how it always works for me. Number one, impossible. God always starts with impossible with me. How can you build this church? Impossible. How can you build in the worst economy since the Great Depression? Impossible. How can you have a church that is so diverse in a land that is so divided? Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. How can you have all this come together? It looks impossible. See, number one, it starts as impossible, then it becomes difficult. It starts off impossible, but I say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it. Then it becomes difficult. So number one, it's impossible. Number two, it's difficult. But then you stick with it. Number three, it's done. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, impossible, difficult, done. Who's ready to move down the line and move from impossible to difficult and then see everything God promised done in the name of Jesus Christ? Now, here's what I declare, and I'm getting ready to close, but in this season of overflow, we're gonna radically praise God for his provision that's gonna manifest in our lives in the next season. Calvary is going to become more radical. Somebody's hiney just got really tight just then. You ever had your hiney get tight in church? You just draw up when the some Somebody on your road just went, oh, oh my goodness. It's already the most radical place. Let me tell you, Calvary is about to become more radical. Tell your neighbor, say, this row right here is going to become more radical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the row up there. I don't know about the row behind me, but this row right here. If you sit by me next Sunday, you're going to know that I will see the hand of the Lord in my life. He will breathe on my situation. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm encouraging myself. Zechariah 9, 12, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. You've been in bondage, but I'm about to restore double to you. Push your neighbor and say double to you. Jackie, I say double to you. I say double to you, daughter. I say double to you. Double joy, double peace, double, 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 double. What's your name? Stand up, Shane. Double to you, son. Double to you. Double to you. I need somebody to tell your neighbor, double to you. Double to you. Double. Double to you. Double for your trouble. I said double for your trouble. Every night you couldn't sleep, twice as many nights of sleep. Every dollar you lost, twice as much money coming back. And everything you went through, twice as much. Somebody say double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. Give God a praise in here. Stand up. Who, who's declaring I'm going to be double? Come on, John. I'm going to be doubly fruitful. Somebody give God a shout if you're ready for double in the room. Somebody say twice as much pra
See, it is something how we want God to do twice as much for us. But oftentimes we want to do half as much for him. But it's amazing to me because if you look at Zechariah 9, 13, he says, for I have bent Judah my bow and fitted my bow with Ephraim. Somebody say Ephraim. Now this, 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 this is incredible because Ephraim, glory to God, means to be doubly fruitful. And Judah means praise. So he said, I loaded praise with a double portion. I loaded praise with a double portion. I loaded praise with a double portion. I'm about to take my shoe off. I didn't load complaints. I didn't load whining and carrying on. He said, I loaded praise with a double portion. Y'all aren't hearing what I'm saying. He said, I loaded praise with a double portion. Now, some of you have an excuse because you ain't been in a church like this before, but some of y'all are family. And when I tell you that God has loaded praise with a double portion, that means probably you shouldn't just stand there and look cute. If, if you know that, that praise is loaded with a double portion, Tell your neighbor twice as much praise. Twice as, John, are you hearing me? It is praise that is loaded with a double portion. If you believe that a double portion can live in your praise, why don't you praise him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor twice as much praise. Twice as much praise. Tell somebody around you, say twice as much praise. Come on, say twice as much praise. Is there anybody here that believes that God lives in your praise? He abides in your praise. And he said in this word, he said, I have loaded praise with a double portion. What if your shout release a double portion? What if your clap release a double portion? What if your dance release a double portion? Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I need double. And I'm gonna give him twice as much praise. One, two, three, give him praise. Give him praise. season. I need a relationship. I need a job. I need a house. I need to prosper. I need my family saved. Double to you. Double to you. Double to you. Shout it out double to you. Double 
gonna praise the Lord. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna praise the Lord. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna clap my hands. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna shout for joy. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna do my dance. I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna leap for joy because I'm gonna receive double. Glory to God. Double to you. Touch three or four people and say double to you. 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 In the next 90 days, double to you. Going into 2018, double to you. Young person, double to you. Young man, double to you. Young lady, double to you. Somebody wants to dance. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. Here's what I'm going to do. I got to obey the Lord. The Lord said release this thing today. To release it over your life. Who's ready to claim it right now? After I release this and we shout now, if you want to dance, I want you to dance all over this room. But there is a Holy Ghost anointing about to be released. When I say the word now, the power of God is about to drop in this place and do something brand new. Stretch out your hands and declare this after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, everything my pastor just preached, I'm claiming is mine. This is my double portion season. I receive double. I receive double. Things are coming together. I'm branching out. I'm coming out of bondage. I'm walking out blessed. And I receive. Are you ready? Double. Are you ready? Give me about 300 people that'll jump out of your seat and get in the aisle and dance a little bit. Give me about 300, not everybody, but give me a few hundred that'll jump out of the aisle and say I'm dancing into my new season. Yeah, 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 it's mine. 
Twice as much praise. Twice as much praise. Have you been in confusion? I said, have you been in a place without fusion? Who says, Pastor, I've been in that place where things ain't coming together? Who's going to claim in this next season things are coming together in my life, coming together with my children? God is about to remember. God is about to remember. Prophesy to you. God is about to remember. I said, God is about to remember. God is about to remember. God is about to do again. Put it together. Remember. Remember your purpose. Remember your family. Remember his call. Zechariah, who's talking to you? The Lord remembers. That's what his name means. God remembers. When people forget, God remembers. When others don't remember, God remembers. Honey, me and you are stepping into the double. Double. Me and you. And I preach most radically when I preach to myself because I am desperately claiming this for 2018 and I'm trying to position myself in the last quarter of 2017 for all that God has for me. And listen, it's not where you come from because how you were made is more important than how you were raised. I'm, I've been here 20 years. Come up here, Anderson. I've been here 20 years. See, it doesn't matter if you were raised in bondage, born in bondage, or lived in bondage. How old are you, Anderson? 23. 23. He, he's one of our new pastors. Give Anderson a God bless you. Were you raised in church like this? No, sir. Not even raised in church like this? No, sir. Came to church on your own? Yes, sir. And got saved? Yes, sir. Here with the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. What What does your dad do? He's a mechanic. He's a mechanic. That's a good thing. But you are a preacher. Your dad and mom never went to a church like this. No, sir. But you know what? You might have been in Babylon without fusion, in confusion. You were born there. But God said, I got a plan for this boy. 
This young man, you watch his life. He's going to have double. God's going to use this guy. How many, how many of you are going to claim double? What about you, John? Were you ever homeless? Yes, sir. Did you ever sleep in your car? Yes, sir. Did you ever have tough days? Yes, sir. But I think just a few months ago, what happened to you? Bought a new home. Not just, not just a home, but a brand new home that is beautifully decorated. You know why? Because God brings you out to bring you in. <laughs> How many of you love to hear Pastor Don't preach? I hear you. She's your second favorite preacher. I know that. Have you always preached? No. How bashful did you used to be? Extremely. Wouldn't even say anything before anybody. You wouldn't even talk at a dinner table. Hardly ever. Now you don't shut up. That's not true. I'm just trying to testify. I'm just trying to tell you that if he did it for Don, and he did it for John, and he did it for Anderson, and he did it for Jim, can he do it for you? But your breakthrough lives in your praise. Your breakthrough lives in your worship. It lives in the place where you say, God, I believe in you. Not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Everybody raise your hand and pray, that after, pray this after you. Pray, Heavenly Father. Forgive me for every sin. Cleanse my heart of all unrighteousness. I declare that nothing in my past will block me from anything in my future. I declare that it's a new season and I will have double. Come on, say my family will have double. My family will have double. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I feel like somebody broke through today. I feel like somebody broke through today. I feel like somebody broke through today. Somebody better come get me. I'm telling you, I'm feeling this. Here it is. Pastor, you, you preached to me today. How will I do it? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Give God a praise for the download you got today. Come on. Now, maybe you've never been in a church like this before that is so radical. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, last night, I was watching as Miami beat FSU. 
What a good night. Don't get, don't, don't get attitude on me now. I saw some of y'all put your hand on your hip. Said, I'm out of here. I can't handle that. Y'all give me, a, yeah, that didn't work too good last night. Y'all give me all this. I didn't, that didn't work too good, but it was a great game. Let me tell you, I lost my mind those last six seconds. And if I can get that excited over something that really does not matter, I mean, I love it, but in the way of eternity for my children and my family, if you're new here and you've never seen anything like this, just know we are more excited about Jesus than we are anything else in our life. Wednesday night, I've been teaching the how-tos for overflow. I've been teaching people how to walk in overflow. Who wants to learn how to walk in overflow? I can't make you come, but I would invite you to come. I'll be teaching this Wednesday night. I'll be here. We had an unbelievable crowd this last Wednesday. You come and be a part of it. I'm going to go back in the back. I'd love to meet all you new people. I love you so much. Tell your neighbor, I'll take double. I'll take double. Touch that same neighbor's shoulder. Anderson's going to come and close us out in prayer. Come on, if you're believing for double in the next season of your life, will you lift your hands with me all over this place? Like Pastor said, if you're a first-time guest, you can head to the back and meet him. He'd love to meet you. You can also register for Legacy Conference today in the registration. Our friends at Shake the Nation have made it free for our entire Calvary family. So register for Legacy Conference today. Amen. But look, if you're claiming double for your life with hands lifted, we pray, Lord, God, today we claim double. God, like Pastor said today, for every night we couldn't sleep, God, we claim two nights of sleep in return. God, for every dollar we lost, God, we claim two dollars in return, God. As we double our praise toward you, God, we're claiming double in 2018 and the rest of 2017. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, and will you make some noise if you're going to have double? Come on, Calvary. God's bringing you double. Look, we love you so much. We're so thankful that you were with us this morning. We'll see you Wednesday night. We'll see you next week. Calvary, we love you. Have a great week.